There are few better to talk about the importance of slowing down and giving time to lounge, take naps, and enjoy nature than someone who is literally uprooting themselves and moving homes and countries every couple of months. I really think you're going to enjoy my guest today, B. Mangar. She is an incredible soul who has an incredible journey with some pretty wild life choices that ought to be inspiring and give you some great ideas for some ways that you can bring the slow life into your life and maybe make it a little bit more easeful. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Be. Hello, Liza. So we have been internet friends for a couple years, right? Yeah, I think it's about like three years. And we were in a mastermind together. I mean, wow, there's been so much we shared. (laughs) Business and life and all the things in between. I'm, I'm so excited to share your story with people because... I feel like, and we can get into all the pieces of it, but I feel like this kind of nomad life has kind of a romanticism to it. And I think people are fascinated by it. You know, people who really just probably have some wanderlust and wish they could do that kind of thing. I think people are fascinated by it. And I love that you also, I love that we're really going to get into just like, this, your nomad life and slow living and that you also have a business yeah. inside of all of this. And I'm so excited to share this with people. Just this message that like we can husband. slow down <laughs> and a husband. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> husband. I just love the mm-hmm. message that like we can <laughs> slow down and do and, you know, and do what we love. You know, like as a business. Yeah. So why don't you, um, why don't you jump into your story? What, and also somewhere in there, either at the beginning or whatever you want to really explain what a nomad is. Because when you were first like, I don't have a home address, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like a home base. <laughs> so yeah. interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So let's start yeah, so let's start with the beginning. So I, I am a nomad, I'm a full-time nomad. And what I mean by that is that, like you just mentioned, I have no home base. So I am home free, my husband and I. We haven't bought a home, we are not renting anywhere, you know. Uh, we just rent wherever we go. So we travel perpetually or constantly, but in a very slow manner. So what that means is that we are changing locations every one month or every month or every three months, right? And that can be, that can seem fast for some people, but for us, it's a really good pace of of, um, moving. And recently with the digital nomad visas introduction, you know, right after the pandemic hit, Lots of government of different countries decided, hey, let's invite digital nomads over and, you know, help boost the economy. So that was really great for us because we were still traveling. And with the digital nomad visas, we can spend up to a year in a country. So we've done that as well. So that's how what I mean by, you know, nomad. So I change locations every now and then. And I basically everything I own fits in uh, one check-in luggage and a carry-on and same for my husband and then I carry my business with me on my phone and uh, my laptop <laughs> and I'm connected through wi-fi and that's how I connect with my clients all over the world as well uh, so there's a lot of juggling you know time zones locations different languages different diets uh, there's change all the time but I am someone who loves change uh, that's that's that helps me to get out of my comfort zone. Otherwise, I would actually be a homebody because I'm actually a nomad who loves 
the home environment, which is weird, but mm. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so funny. So you're homebody, but you're moving all the time. But you just, yes, you have to be at home. Moving all the time, but uh, yeah. And I love living in different places. I think it, it also helps you to see how other people are living. And it helps me a lot in my business to see, you know, different ways of thinking, mm. different ways you can do something, you can implement something, different ways of selling as well. Like we go to markets, we, you know, we shop, we buy, we understand the, how it works, you know, how the economy works in this country and how, how are people marketing in another country? What's, how do they get visible, you know, intentionally uh, to market their business or to promote whatever it is they're selling, you know, whether it's a herb in Italy market or, <laughs> you know, something bigger, um, like a, I don't know, a house or something. So it's so interesting and so fascinating. And and that's that's what I mean by being a nomad. That's, that's change, so a lot cool. of change. Mm, yeah. yeah. So inwards and outwards as well. Yeah. I think that's so neat. That and then that you're just aware of of taking in uh kind of these other selling tactics from other countries and cultures that's wild I wouldn't have even thought of that but obviously <laughs> now it's like oh duh yeah there yeah. are there's so many times that when I see that I'm thinking wow that would be so great that's that's you know that's your that's your lead magnet right there right <laughs> you're like what he just did mm -hmm. now because uh, when we went to it the Italian farmers market they would always give us something for free uh, before we even buy anything they'll be like oh come and try and have some mm. herbs take it no take it take it you know and we're yeah. like but no we and we feel so bad because we're thinking oh this is guy and selling you know uh, we were in sicily and he was selling orange juice and he said oh this is from catania and he's just talking about his farm where he grows it it's homegrown and we're like wow amazing but we were not going to buy orange juice we were actually going somewhere else we wanted to buy fish <laughs> and so he comes and he shares that with us and we're like no we're not sh and he says no 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 you can you can come back later and but for now have some nuts and then he gives us some nuts so that's like a lead magnet and I'm thinking wow this is amazing and how does he know we're actually going to come back but actually you know we went all around the market and we still kept thinking of this guy of Mario and how kind he was and how he spoke to me in Italian and how he's like oh Beatrice you know my name in oh. Italian and and all the stories he shared and how could I not go back and I went back and then after that I thought wow he's great <laughs> you know whether it was yeah. done out of the kindness yes. of his heart or or in it from a marketing point of view I've I thought, wow, this is great, you know, and this is a story that I share with my clients as well. And I, it's just so amazing. And he was being authentically himself. Like that's, he was, you know, sharing his real stories and um, stories of his life, of his grand, like we went really personal, you know, it wasn't just a business yeah. transaction, like, hey, I sell juice. And so that's why I absolutely love the kind of life that we lead. That's so cool. Yeah. So tell me, how did, how did you get into this life? Were you raised? I know a little bit, but, but my audience doesn't. Yeah. So were you kind of raised in, in this nomad lifestyle? Well, here's the thing. I, my parents did move a lot. Um, well, not a lot, but like throughout my childhood, maybe three times, uh, when I was still a small child and they didn't have a home either. So what happened was my mom, had a, a small sort of, you know, in, in Mauritius, where I come from, uh, I'm coming from Mauritius Island, which is in the tropics. So the custom there is that even though you get married and you have kids, you live in your parents' house. Very, It's very common, right? You don't just leave and go and have a house by yourself. You, you stay in the whole big family. And so the house was split into among the, the seven brothers. Can you imagine? <laughs> like one big house for, for all these people. Wow. So, so we didn't have, wow. so we didn't have a proper home home like I saw in the movies. You know, like with a kitchen and, and a garage and a this and a that. We, it, was, it was like the living room was part of the kitchen, was part of the, 
the the bathroom the, like if I open if I literally walked out of my shower it's literally like I could cook something you know I could fry an egg and at the same time like if I step back mm-hmm. <laughs> there would be my shower right and I used to that's so, amazing so then I saw these things in the movies and I thought wait a second why why do I not have a, a like a proper house you know and as a child I always used to draw homes with a with mm. They're really distinct rooms, one room for each um, thing. And I guess I was so fascinated by the idea of home, and which is which is weird because now I'm a nomad, you know, so now but stay with me here. it's I'm getting there. <laughs> so I was always fascinated by a house, and I wanted to have a house that had all the things, you know, the kitchen and a bedroom uh, and and uh, like everything you have in, in your house. And I, that was my biggest dream. And I set about to be really successful so I could then, you know, buy myself a house like I saw in the movies. But obviously life has its own um, challenges or, well, my story didn't work out that way. What happened was when I went to live and work abroad, so I got a job abroad And I thought, okay, great, that will make me lots of money, and then I'll go back home, and then I'll buy my house. But when I did where was it? Where was the job? The job was in the Middle East, in the UAE. Uh, But back in the days, right in in two thousand and two. So that's Palm Island was not even built. Uh, Dubai Mall didn't even exist. Like it was the Burj Khalifa uh, didn't even exist. Like it was. Very wow. different to what it is now, right? So I went there in those days. And a month later, I actually lost my, my home because my parents split up. So that was a huge shock for oh, me. Wow. And I thought my life, I, th- I thought, there it is. Like, my, my dream is gone. My everything is gone. Like, I don't have a home anymore. And that's it. That's the end of my life. My life is over <laughs> that's, that's the 20 21 year old you know I, I can't remember how old I was uh, maybe like in my early 20s and in my early 20s that was my mindset back then I had a very fixed mindset I thought okay well that's over right like bye-bye dream bye-bye everything like life will never be the same in fact my life is over and it took me a long time. So I was a bit of a wanderer because every time I went back to my home country, it didn't feel like home anymore. I didn't feel comfortable because my mom was in between dating mm. and uh, my dad was with the other family. And so it was just weird, a weird sort of family dynamics. And I didn't feel comfortable. And so I was always staying at other people's houses or homes with my aunt and and Mm. so on and moving a a bit in my own home country and then I started Mm -hmm. loving the different homes and I realized that each home has a culture like in this home we do not yell Mm. we do not shout we do not um Mm. You know, we are, we are very respectful. In this home, we're quite loud and we're quite jovial <laughs> and you can make jokes. It's all fine, right? And so I've realized, yeah. wow, there's so many different cultures within, within the Mauritian population, within my own family, my extended family. And that led me to really wanting to see more of the world and discover different cultures, you know, but still in the context of homes. Um, so it's this weird combination yeah. that a lot of people might not understand or relate to, because I guess when you want, when you say you want to travel the world, it's yeah, traveling the world, right? Being adventurous and not really being indoors or being in a home environment, but I love to combine both. And I thought, well, why can I not have both? <laughs> and during the, the, the journey yeah. of, you know, finding, trying to find home or, trying to sort of reconcile this idea of home, but this idea of also living abroad and traveling and being a wanderer because I have no home. And I guess I've created this nomadic lifestyle somewhere where I feel comfortable, where I realize that, you know what, home is within myself. There is a sense of home Mm -hmm. within myself. 
Because what happened mm -hmm. back then um, for the 20 something year old woman, when I lost my, my, when my parents split up, it felt to me that I lost everything I was. I lost my home because my family was my home and because my identity was so tethered with that, um, with them, you know, with them being my home, that suddenly I felt, oh, well, then mm -hmm. who am I now? Now that this little unit, mommy and daddy together are no longer together, well, where does that leave me? I've lost my identity. And so began a journey, you know, of finding who I was and really living with my true self and, and saying, okay, this is B now and defining what home means, defining really like unlearning everything and simply yeah. redesign, like starting over, but rewriting the story and, and understanding that there's just so much more to, to identity than just being, oh, I'm the daughter of so-and-so, you know, and this is my home country. Mm. There's so much more to us. And I think you do such a great job of, of uh, sharing that on your podcast. Like, you know, all the, when you say, you know, you're welcome, you're welcome here, you're invited to be you, fully you, like weird and funny and cra like crazy mm -hmm. fun and super quiet, wh whatever, you know, what, however you are, just come yeah. and you're invited. And I love that. And I think, yeah, that's why we resonate so well with each other. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's now that you're talking, I'm like, oh, it's like each episode has its own culture. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Trying to make myself equally yeah. as cool. <laughs> you describing, you know, when we started the episode, I was like, oh, I think people are, you know, fascinated and maybe a little envious of this, of this lifestyle. And I, the way you just described everything just really brought it to life a little bit more for me, kind of what you do and mm -hmm. added like a depth and a richness to it. Um, because, you know, I mean, I just, I live in the States and I've lived in the suburbs most of my life. And, you know, we just have one house for, even if I move, it's kind of in the same, you know, the same city. Um, and, and so this idea for me, you know, of going to Europe is like when I lived in London for a year or when I visited Paris, you know, when I went through Europe after I graduated college, like that is like, oh, Europe, it's so exciting. So I, so there's this vision of, of you just being like, oh, I travel everywhere. But then this idea of each home having a culture, I love that. I love that concept. I got to like, I got to figure out what it is in there, but I love that concept. And then, and then how you're like, how you're moving, like you're taking this nomad lifestyle and tell me if this feels kind of like what you're doing, where like you move into a new country, so that has its own culture. And then it's almost like you get to blend your culture with your husband in whatever home you're renting in this new country and like almost create your own unique culture every time you move like a mix of what you've already established as your own like internal home your own home home base kind of with your husband and then like pull in the flavors of the other country I love where you're going I haven't thought of that <laughs> this way but I love it I I think I think you've just made me realize uh, certain something that I haven't known was there. I guess you could say so. Uh, what I think I do is I think that I go to a, to a new place and I observe how they live and I try to sort of not fit in, I would say, because I could, I mean, I stand out, right? <laughs> My husband and I, we stand out because we are a mixed couple. Uh, so he's Indian and I have, a, I, I am of Chinese descent. So when, whenever we're in Europe uh, or even, you know, the Caribbean or whatever, wherever we go, we, we sort of stand out very much. So it's hard to kind of fit in. But, but what I, yeah, I guess it's interesting. I like to get to know their culture and sort of immerse myself through the day-to-day -day things. And it might sound really boring now. And I guess it, it connects with what you were saying in the beginning about... There's this romanticism about 
you know, traveling the world. Mm. And but actually, mm-hmm. in my in my everyday, I'm doing what I think ordinary things. They are just different because they are in every supermarket store is also really different. Like you go to Italy and the shelf of of pasta and rice and there's so many different kinds of rice right you couldn't even imagine Mm -hmm. but then you go to another another like in the Balkans and then there are products that I don't even know what to do with it right Um, or you go to some markets and you have no idea what this fruit is it even a fruit or is it a vegetable or like what is it (laughs) and you you have to ask and they're like it's uh, this like stupid you know like duh and I'm like, okay, <laughs> so you eat this, you cook, you what, how do you? And so I guess over time, when we start learning the things we didn't learn or it's, that's not normal to us, that's not in our part of our everyday culture, we start to, it starts infiltrating in our vocabulary, <laughs> like our yeah. vocabulary, our um, cooking but also in my marketing, you know, like I told you about this this guy, Mario, um, from Catania, Sicily, with his orange juice. So it also infiltrates in all the different things, all the different areas of life. So, yeah, I guess it's a, you can call it a blend. Like, I love what you just said now. I, I love this concept. <laughs> that That's what it feels like. And even in what you said, like, it seems less like fitting in and more of like, an allowing of the culture to soak in. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we have different, I guess, different words now. And sometimes I'm, I think my accent also changes. So depending on where I, I am or where I've been, if I'm speaking too much in French, then I start having a very French accent on my Instagram stories and people always DM me and say, B have you changed your accent? I'm like, I don't, I don't deliberately want to change it. It's not, it's not intentional. Uh, but then I, when I, when I want to do a, you know, like a roundup video for my, for my business and I go back over the years and I think, uh, what did I, there was this video I did in 2016 or 2008 or whenever. And I, and I look at, at the videos and how I speak, and I cannot believe it's me. I'm thinking, oh, what is that accent? It's, 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 why am I pronouncing this wow. way? And I, I don't speak like this anymore. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's those little subtle changes, but it does change me. And I guess I am not the one to, because I don't really, you know, speak to myself I said I speak to other people so I can't really see but then when I go back to meet friends and then they point out oh you've changed or um you know or, or why do you eat this way or what is that and we're like oh this is um you know this thing we picked up in Italy and and we start cooking like this now it's it's our normal you know it becomes so ordinary to us and we cannot even realize that it's it's not, right? Uh, like even when we relate with each other, my, my husband and I, it's it's just so 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 different to how we were before and in how we would have been if we had stayed in one place and never moved and not allowed those um, you know those people to to sort of shape us and mold us and mold our experiences and open our minds as well. Uh, I must say I judge less now because I have I have mm. so many of my prejudices and so many of my um, I don't know like arrogant ways are have also been stripped away because when you you spend time in a in a different culture then you start realizing oh, okay that works you know you you yeah. can judge them for thinking oh what is this you know how do you do things this way but then you realize, wow, it actually works. And I, I start understanding now why you do things the way you do. And if I were born here and if I were you, I would also probably do the same thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, and that makes for funny, funny adventures, funny stories later to tell on to, to our friends later to say, oh, we've been there and this is how they do things 
on that side of the world. Okay, so here's I have a couple questions, and I and and we can also go wherever they lead. So if we don't get to all of them, that's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the first one is, can you talk about the slow life? I think that probably sounds appealing yeah. to a lot of people, and you do a beautiful job on your Instagram of explaining that, and and I think giving people kind of a visceral sense of what it is with your graphics and your videos, they're always just like, oh my gosh. I'm always like, can I just build a bridge real quick to where B is and Aww. like join her on this walk by the ocean and just this, oh, it just, it just seems so grounded and at your own pace. So I would love for you to just share what that's like and how, and what it's like to kind of choose that. Yeah, sure. So first, I want to preface this by saying that I'm not necessarily less busy than anyone else, right? It is a choice. Mm. It is a choice I make. It's very intentional. Um, I prioritize. It's about figuring out what your priorities are. And for me, it's so important to, as a creative, to feel inspired, to be in beautiful places. I, I need natural beauty. And so for mm. me, that includes walks, that includes, you know, naps and lounging. I just love the idea of, of lounging, you know, of not having yeah. anything to do, just daydreaming. But I guess in our modern world, it feels like, well, if it can feel a little bit, uh, well, how do you do that? Well, you mm. do that by really protecting your time. I protect mm. those, this time very, very much. Because otherwise, I could also be super busy. I could be running around. Because Liza, let me tell you that living in nomadic life, you're, um, you're always checking the next accommodation. Uh, like imagine, mm. so for people listening here and who are maybe not living in nomadic life, imagine that you are going on holiday. You know how stressful you get few days before or maybe after you come back the things to pack mm -hmm. the the last minute arrangements to do who's going to look after the dog that you leave at home who's going to you know like all of the things and researching accommodation booking confirming the airport transfer all of the things so we do that that's part of our life always mm -hmm. you know we're not we don't yeah. go on holidays it's always our we're always on the go we're always on the move mm. being in a foreign country Uh, dealing with so many decisions to make because uh, I think when you are in a very sort of set location and you you have your set routines it's very structured you sometimes go on autopilot and this is not the case I cannot necessarily be on autopilot <laughs> because um, my 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 external environment changes all the time and so I have to have a slow life I have to slow down otherwise I will bash myself against the wall and what I mean but I mean literally <laughs> that was going to be one yeah. of my questions literally yeah I was gonna ask, I was gonna say I wonder if you know is like choosing the slow life kind of the antithesis to what it is to be a nomad and change locations so often. Like I imagine that has a lot of high energy so that the slow life is like, since there doesn't seem to be a, an option for a lot of middle ground, it's like, look, when I'm here, mm -hmm. I've got to go slow because this other piece of nomad yeah, life yeah. is a Absolutely. lot. It helps to ground you. So otherwise you would be, otherwise I would be a, a aimless traveling person with no roots with no anchor with just just flittering about yeah. you know buzzing around with with no real goal or real mm. results and that's not how I want to lead my life and I'm not saying that that's not fine uh, there are a lot of other people who do that and that works for them but for the vision I have of my future and for my husband I want to beautiful life where we are in our marriage we're connected with each other where we have great intimacy where we have time for each other right mm -hmm. but I also want to have a business that's successful a business mm -hmm. like I, I'm a um I treat my mm -hmm. business seriously right I do things seriously I love what I do 
and mm -hmm. it's all important to me. But at the same time, I there are other things that are really important, like my health. Uh, I deal with a lot of health conditions, like chronic health conditions, which mean yeah. I need to protect my time. And that that is, like like I mentioned, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's intentional that I say, okay, I need something that grounds me. I need something that gives me peace of mind. Because without that, I will be dealing with debilitating headaches, migraines, um, stress, tension, and just mm -hmm. overwhelm. I don't know how I will survive. I would really literally be like just running around and, and uh, feeling overwhelmed all the time. But that is not the case, right? It's not the case because I choose to incorporate those pockets of slow, of slow life, right? So when I'm cooking, I need to make things beautiful and it needs to be home cooking, cooking from scratch. And it does, it does take a lot of time. It's, it certainly takes longer to chop something yourself than to buy from the store that's already chopped up for you. Yeah. Um, but it's also therapeutic. While I'm chopping, mm -hmm. I'm feeling you know, and my mind has time to rest. My brain has time to rest because I'm doing this consistent mm. uh, chopping. And after the 10th time that I'm cutting the pepper, my, my, the brain thinks, okay, now we're on autopilot, you know, and my brain has time to chill and relax and have a little bit of a break. <laughs> because like I, like I mentioned earlier, the, the decisions we have to make, so on top, you know, in, in addition to yeah. which country are we going to go to, how long are we going to stay, which accommodation do we book, for how long, um, do we do the coast, do we do that, or, do, you know, should we do this one for, do we do airport transfer, Uber, do we take a bus, or do we take a train, <laughs> like, there are so many possibilities, but beyond these, these decisions, we also have the decision of, like a, our brain has to deliberately protect us because mm. my bed changes every month or so every time I move. So wow. my, my bed configuration is always different, my room configuration. So if I, in some locations uh, next to my bed, there's a wall. So if I, you know, think, okay, today I'm going to get out of bed from, from the right side, I will bash against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> if my brain is not alert enough, <laughs> right yeah. and and for for most people you don't have to think wait where am i which side do i flung my legs <laughs> to go off the yeah. bed because it's just it's just automatic you know you know where the living room is you know where the kitchen is you you know where, like when you're in your kitchen uh you you know where which drawer to reach for you like you need the bread knife there it is you need the for us it, it takes 15 minutes to kind of figure out where things are because oh guess what we just checked in today in this new apartment and we're only staying here for a week so now we're figuring wow. out where things are and sometimes it's different culture altogether so not every culture yeah. has the the exact same thing you know like in mm. Albania I spent time in the Balkans and um, they have this like massive rolling pin because they they roll this this really large bread right and i'm thinking what do i do with this <laughs> you know this large right so yeah they, they have things that we don't need <laughs> and then and then yeah. there are things that i need and i'm like i need a peeler where is a peeler why how come they don't yeah. have a peeler and now, now we actually bought a peeler so that we have oh covered. Nice. you know but peeler yeah to go. so they are <laughs> there are these decisions and that can lead to decision fatigue or overwhelm yeah. but same yeah. as in in every life I guess you know same as in mm -hmm. every life and that's why this slow living is so important for us because it helps us to prioritize what's most important to us uh, what we want our you know it aligns with what we want our future and our everyday to look like so that's why when you see me walking by the ocean or uh, chasing sunsets, right? It's not. It's not like I just happen to walk around and oh, there's sunset. How wonderful and how romantic my life is. Right. It's that I actually block off that time. And so, if anyone wants to mm. interview me for a podcast or work with me, no, 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 I'm not available. 
And my husband also knows, like, he has no meetings during that time because we are in Albania mm. now and sunset is at this time. So we are going to, mm. we're going to, we're living on the coast now. So we are going to watch sunset, right? And um, is that where you are now? Are you in Albania now? No, no, I've left Albania and now oh. I'm in England. Yeah, I'm in England. I'm in London, oh, nice. actually. It's it's as Jealous. hot as Albania though, so it feels like in the Mediterranean oh, wow. right now today. It's it's super warm, um, but yeah, I mean, and here for instance, here in London, you know, I, I don't really go by the ocean, and it's different because it's it's mm-hmm. a very different environment, and so we have different things we want to do, and so our our slow life is all about incorporating you know rhythms. So I don't like like a mm. set routine because we can't have routine because this is every time it changes (laughs) Uh so so then we have rhythms and rhythms are so important so you know we decide what our rhythms are and we incorporate them wherever we are so even if the time zones change even if the the topography the geography changes our rhythms sort of stay the same you, you know Talk I mean? to me more about this rhythm versus routine. This is really like, I was like, oh, this sounds, this sounds kind of magical. <laughs> Especially like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. And so I, while a routine feels very good, the idea of a rhythm sounds like it has a little more flexibility and options yeah. to it, which I really like. So what do you feel like? I'm so, okay, if you know, like, what do you feel like are the differences really between a rhythm and a routine? So a routine is is a little bit more structured to the point of that it might not work for people who are neurodivergent, right? My husband also, also I think he, he has ADHD. And so, but for me, I don't have ADHD, but mm-hmm. I'm a creative. And sometimes routines can feel a little mm. bit stifling in the sense that uh, this is what you do and it's, it's, it can be quite rigid, perhaps. Uh, and it can make you feel a little bit disappointed. Uh, I, I certainly know this for myself, that whenever I had a routine and then I didn't stick mm. to it and I feel like, oh, I was supposed to work out this morning and I couldn't or didn't and should have and Oh, now I feel bad. Um, but with rhythms, I know that I I want to work out during this week. And so if I couldn't do it this morning, I'm totally okay. It's fine. There's no disappointment. There's no overwhelm. There's no stress. There's no feeling guilty because it's part of the, the, the week. So I can do that tomorrow. I can do that in the afternoon. There's no set time. It's not like uh, it has to be this way. And here is how it is. I think a routine is more like that. It's like here, here it's this is how it's supposed to be, uh, versus a rhythm. A rhythm is feels more maybe like seasons, you know. So which season are you in now? Let's do mm. that, right? Um, which and you you sort of are more in flow or more attuned with what is going on around you. So whereas a routine. It doesn't matter if you're like feeling sick that day or having a mental day off or um, somebody just Mm -hmm. passed away or something like, you know, whatever life throws at you, if you have this routine and then you, you cannot make it happen or you cannot follow, follow through, you might feel all the things, all these, yeah, like yucky feelings. Whereas a rhythm is like, okay, well, you you you're more aligned with what's going on you you have more compassion there's more room for compassion there's more room for like um it's okay you know more more it's more forgiving i guess <laughs> if i this is the way to to put it yeah no i think that's beautiful and i i think i think i've been leaning mm. more into rhythms but i think i've been like yeah. judging myself in the Mm -hmm. routine zone, you know, because I think if you haven't specifically named, like, I'm just going to work with rhythms and you think you should be working with a routine, Mm -hmm. it's like, ah, 
And it's like, I mean, anything can throw anything at you. You know, I've got, I've got two kids. One is in public school. One is, is in, um, a hybrid school. So she only goes two days a week and she doesn't start till next week. (laughs) And she, you know, and she wakes up at like (laughs) different times. So some mornings I get to sit on the back porch and read and have tea. And some mornings I don't. And sometimes I'm literally open my book and read a page and she walks down and wants to snuggle. And sometimes she's like, good morning. And then she wants to go talk to her friend on the iPad for a friend goes to school. And so it's like, okay, I didn't get to read. And it, and then I would find myself being like, should I get up earlier so I can create this routine so I can get A, B, and C done before the kids? Or do I tell the kids, like, I'm not available until this time? Like, if you need breakfast before seven, <laughs> get it yourself. Like, and I, and I think there's like a mixing in there. And I love this idea of rhythms. Cause like I said, I think I've, I think I've been leaning more into it. Like I was going to get up this morning and work out. But last night we have a county fair in town and we drive by it whenever we leave our house. Like it's really close to us. So my kids were done with dance last night or one of them was done with dance at 730. So we drove by it at 745. Like the sun's going down. It had rained a lot yesterday. It had cooled off. It was 71 degrees and there was like nobody at the county fair. And my kid was like, we should go. Like we should go to the fair. And my oldest, who's 13, she has she had school this morning. And we were like, oh my God, we wouldn't even get there till 8 p.m. And you know, closes at like 10. And we got home and we were like, let's go. Like, let's just go. Like nobody's there. It's cool. It'll be great. You know, and they didn't go to bed till a little after 10 o'clock. And so, and then a thunderstorm woke me up in the middle of the night. And so yeah. I just reset my alarm. Right. Like I went with their and it was just like. I reset. I said yes to something that was fun and in the moment. And we just were like, okay, I just, I won't work out first thing. And I did go to read and my kid wanted to snuggle. So I haven't gotten to read yet, (laughs) but like, but I did make my tea and that helps me feel ground. So it's kind of like these pieces of like, and I know I'll work out tomorrow. Like I know I'll get up tomorrow and do yoga. You know, or if a kid wakes up sick in the middle of the night, like it's okay. I just love like I think I really like the permission that rhythm that you've been talking about with rhythms, like the permission that it gives Mm -hmm. you to work with yourself, but not to let also it's not an excuse to let everything drop by the wayside, right? Like you feel more Yeah. Because the thing is when you feel so guilty, it's a vicious circle. It's like you feel guilty. Now you're judging yourself. Now you feel bad. And then guess what? Your whole schedule is just messed up now because because you're 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 dwelling mm-hmm. in it. Um, not you, but I know that I'm certainly like that, and I know so many clients that I work with feel like that. You know, so instead of and what now what you're thinking, those thoughts that are building up, the thoughts of judgment of beating yourself up, they build up and then they in mm-hmm. turn you know make you feel bad and how you make how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. then affects your behavior and therefore you know you you, you're like oh you just Mm. give up you you don't work out or you think oh well uh, never mind I'll I'll, I'll never be you know like those people on Instagram I'm not that fit person and you you start and it just wrecks up your whole schedule just because of that one time that you didn't work out or didn't do that thing that was on your routine (laughs) and isn't that sad why do we do this to ourselves and yeah I think yes in that way you can also respect your you speak a lot about honoring the season you're in on your podcast and I love that because rhythms give you that that freedom as well it gives you that freedom to say wait you are in because I also do um I also love going according to my, like living and working according to my cycle, to my menstrual cycle. It's so important. And I think it's uh, rhythms Mm -hmm. that allow you to say, okay, well, this week is, is my period. So I'm, there's a different rhythm altogether. You're not going to work the same uh, pace, the same Mm -mm. tasks as you are in your other phases. And I think that's the beauty of it. That's the freedom that it allows you to be more, uh, to just excel at the different areas of your life. Um, And like I you know, and and you get things done and people wonder, well, how do you do that? How do you not get overwhelmed? Well, 
it's a combination of all of that slow slow living and you know it's not always go 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 um because i think with slow living people can think that oh i don't want to be slow right i i want i'm a i'm driven i'm determined i'm a businesswoman i want to i want right. to get results and success and i and i want to and, and you know and slow living is also for ambitious driven women who have businesses and marriages and kids yeah. and life and all of that because when you slow down when you take time to pause and think what your priorities are uh, include them in your rhythms in your schedule then you realize wow what a mm. beautiful life you've created you know and and then that in turn allows you to create yeah and I, and I love you, the name of your podcast it allows you to create beautifully because your mind is yes. your mind is free <laughs> of all that that judgment and the the criticism and the inner bully and yeah you're free you know you're free to to be <laughs> without judgment and that's now that's something that took me years to do uh, but it's it's possible. So I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, you just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't judge myself. It's because I used to berate myself. It's because of judgment and dwelling in this. Mm. And, and I used to suffer incredibly with anxiety and overwhelm and stress and feeling so yucky about myself, right? Whereas now I'm thinking, no, I want to be mm. my best friend. And I want to think the yeah. good thoughts that will support the life I want to lead. And therefore reach my goals mm. and, and reach the, the beautiful life that I want to create and the business success that I want as well. Yeah. Tell everyone, tell the listeners um, what you do. And then I would also love to hear kind of what your definition of success is in your business. Yeah, sure. So what I do is I have an online business where I work mostly with women, but actually a lot of men are also attracted to what I do and I, and I teach them how to manage their business and manage their time most effectively by using slow intentional uh, rhythms so we look at their schedule we look at where and it's mm. very bespoke I would say so it's very dependent on on where you're at so I meet my clients where they're at mm -hmm. uh, but they're yeah mostly entrepreneurs freelancers solopreneurs juggling a lot of things crazy overwhelm and they want they want to do things a different way and then I introduce them to slow living and in in their business as well and then um what was the next question <laughs> so I wanted to ask what you what you defined oh, yeah. success yes. was in your business because mm. earlier in the podcast you had said it was very important to you to have a successful mm -hmm, business mm -hmm. so success to me means that I get the results that I personally want right? Which means what do I want mm. in my in business? So I want a business that I can, that is portable, a business that doesn't keep me trapped. So I want a business that allows mm -hmm. me to be free, that allows me to have time for my husband, for my family uh, that I will hopefully have one day, you know, and mm. for, for relationships, for other things than just work, than just business, right? So but that business supports my lifestyle. So that business helps me to, if I want to book myself in a beautiful, luxurious hotel, I can. It, the business supports me to pay for my flight tickets, which there are a lot uh, that I take in, in a year and uh, afford all of this lifestyle. Because when you don't have a home, you, you're literally having, you're saving a bit, but you are also having, you need an emergency, you know, you know, like, anything could happen to you so you always need to have mm -hmm. to be planned for that to be prepared for that and so and I do not do I, I love to travel in style so I love you know being comfortable and being cozy and staying in beautiful homes mm -hmm. and beautiful apartments and same with my husband so we like things that last a long time and so in order to invest in all of that and to to support I want my business to support that but also mm -hmm. it mustn't be a business that is just for the sake of work like for me my business it's my calling uh, is part of my calling uh, it's something it's like when you mention you met you love talking about i call them life pillars but you call them gardens and i think it's such oh, yeah. a beautiful analogy and so the business the business side is one garden that i tend to you know it, but 
all mm-hmm. of these different gardens that I have are part of my calling. And so I also help mm-hmm. my, my clients mm-hmm. to follow their calling. And business success to me then looks like complete support and freedom to be who you are, right? And um, be able to then share that with other people. So it needs to be something meaningful, something that helps me to create with purpose uh, in mind and something that supports myself financially. And, you know, it's my own way of doing things. Like, I don't want to be all dolled up and have to wear makeup and layers of makeup just to show up for my business. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have time Mm -hmm. for that. I'd rather, you know, sometimes I'm dealing with health issues or sometimes I'm recovering from something or, um, you know, whatever else is going on in my life. And so that to me is business success. I never want to have to But you've got a great lipstick color oh, on. Thank right you. Now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to be like I don't but that's the only thing. Yeah, I have I have this one. I have a little bit of mascara for for this YouTube channel of yours. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I don't I I want something that feels wholesome, you know, something that I'm proud of. That doesn't mm. feel like, oh, it's it's a trap, right? Because I used to be a freelancer and it used to be a trap. Like Quick, wholesome meaning, yeah. tell me what wholesome means to you. Because I think it wholesome? might mean something in the States, something oh. different in the States. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, I have a feeling you're talking about something that encompasses yeah. the whole of who you are and how you want to show up. Okay. Is that what you mean by wholesome a little bit? Yeah, wholesome means like it's um hmm, how can I say or that? maybe it's very nice or maybe it doesn't yeah. yeah it it just means that you have space for all of the the gardens in your life yes you know? okay wholesome so it's not yeah, yeah. wholesome here is, is like it? prim and proper oh is it okay yes so it's kind no, of that's... like you you could think of someone like oh well she's dressed very wholesome so you might you have a skirt down to your ankles oh no, and you have <laughs> no like that's a not thing I mean. but yeah I was like that's hold on I mean. let's define that real quick <laughs> yeah no that's that's not what I mean at all yes <laughs> I mean that it feels more aligned with who you are I guess yes. more authentic yeah so that if you want to yeah, you can just be you, right? Like, I mean, yes. the way I do my marketing in my business is not the same like how other people, other business owners do their marketing. And in fact, some people would call what I'm doing unprofessional, right? And I don't mm-hmm. think it's unprofessional at all because it gets me, uh, it's the way I speak and I connect with my clients and they resonate with that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, B, you know, I booked you because I, that's the first question I ask. I, I always ask, um, why did you choose me to be your mentor or your coach? Uh, like, what, what is it about? What is it exactly? And they often say, like, those, those little silly things that I do, you know, that other people might think it's unprofessional. Or, don't do that. Or how dare you? Mm-hmm. You're a business owner. Uh, don't show that part of yourself. But I show that. Uh, and one of them said that she wanted to work with me because she saw me, I was in bed and I was giving a training. I was giving a training on my Instagram live and I was in bed because I had, um, I I was sick. I was very, very Mm. ill and she has the same condition as I have. And so Mm. we connected and it was like, you know, you have a kindred client and yeah. that's what I mean by this wholesome business as well. It's like yeah. this business allows you to be who you truly are. So mm-hmm. I don't need to feel like, oh, you know, I'm having a, a very terrible day today because of my health condition. But yeah. You know what, what is I your condition? Still... Would you mind so sharing? I, yeah. So I have endometriosis and okay. I also deal with like different mental um, health issues as mm. well from time to time. Mm-hmm. So she had she had the same uh, thing, mm. and we connected over that. And she said, "Wow, I you actually give me hope, and you are inspiring because mm. I have been in bed for uh, several weeks now." Mm. And she wanted to do something. She wanted to launch a business, and she thought, you know, one day when, one day when I feel better because yeah. I'm in bed right now, and I want to say no. You can, and I will show you how, because mm-hmm. that's what I do every day, right? And um, yeah, to really respect, respect the person, and respect your your own your own pace. So yeah, I'm so 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 passionate about that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think wholesome can mean that here, but I think most people automatically think 
Yeah. Okay. I just felt the need <laughs> to say that. Um, okay. So we're, co- we're kind of coming up on an hour. So I want to get to like a couple little last questions. Um, sure. Okay. I would love to know. So since you work with so many people to help them find their own kind of slow living pace, what would you say is the most common thing that you tell people? Or like if someone could walk away from this podcast being like, oh, I feel like I can incorporate something in my life today. Like, what would that be? There's a few things. Mm-hmm. So like when you're overwhelmed, just pause, just just stop. And I know it sounds super mm-hmm. silly and super basic. but It can be hard. It's hard to do in reality. Yeah. Um, and always choose simple. So again, this sounds so basic. ACS. But often, oftentimes... <laughs> We love to complicate things. Mm-hmm. We love to to think, okay, in order to do this, I need X, Y, Z, and 10,000 other things. Otherwise, I can't start. So I yeah. just say, choose simple in everything. You know, when in doubt, choose choose simple. Then um, the third thing is have a nap. <laughs> like a power nap, a quick nap, it always resets you. Uh, and I maybe for you, if you're, you, you know, for moms listening here and if you have children it might not be easy like sleep can be such a like mm. I've worked with some some moms and they are like oh sleep I, what's that <laughs> like I haven't yeah. had that for the past <laughs> uh, 30 years right and it can be it can feel like something it can just be a tiny little moment where you're just quiet within yourself even if there's noise mm. and chaos around you just just make um this quiet within yourself, right? Yeah. And um, and the concept of home, home, like having a sense of home within yourself, so that wherever you are, you don't need to feel uncomfortable. You don't need to feel awkward. You don't need to feel like, oh, I'm doing a Instagram live now. I'm appearing on this podcast, or I'm filming myself on on camera now. I feel so uncomfortable. No, you can say no. I have a sense of home. I will cultivate a sense of home within myself. So I'm, I'm, you know, to feel good where you are. So wherever yeah. you are, you, you're good. <laughs> and uh, nothing, nothing can break that because within yourself, you're sure of who you are. And, and that gives you the confidence to, to show yeah. up in, in that could whatever be a journey. areas. Yeah, it is a right? journey. It is totally a journey. Yeah, to figure out how to find that, how to uncover that home base but small like choose simple again choose simple yeah very simple what's the simplest way you can do that today what's the simplest day could you take a minute could you take 60 seconds and sometimes we might Mm. think oh but it's it's 60 seconds i don't have you know i don't have one weekend to relax and to reset and to no it doesn't take that long it it's own it's a tiny little shift in your mind because once you teach your brain that oh wow that felt good that little pause however long it was where they were three seconds or you know 15 minutes your brain in turn will start helping you to say you know what that felt really good and you are also going to start realizing that you're going to start feeling a shift within within how you operate. You're going to start feeling a little bit more relaxed, a little bit less stressed, less tense. And then that gives you this positive um, mood and you you want mm. that. And then you'll crave that and you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to start incorporating that into my rhythm. And that's how you you have a rhythm that's born out of, out of these little experiments that you do, you know? But very simple. Just choose the simplest way to do that. What's the yeah. simplest way you can relax today? What's the simplest way you can slow down today, right? It can be yeah. stopping. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah, breathe. breathe. <laughs> you're, you're in your car. <laughs> Just stop. Breathe before you reach for anything else. Just stop and breathe. And these these tips are not revolutionary. These are very simple, very basic. But often times we forget that in our modern so digital world yeah. where we're always connected we're so disconnected within those simple basic things and it's yeah. time to say you know what it's time to to be more connected with with who we are mm. and you know disconnected a little bit from from the outside uh, external everything that's happening right yeah so i guess that's that's the little small shift 
that yeah. I think we are we are missing. And me too as well. I have to often remind myself of that because too often it's easy to reach for the phone and be like scrolling away, yeah. you know, until your thumb gets sore. <laughs> so. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I love everything you're – and even like throughout the podcast, um, throughout our chat here, it's reminded me too of like – the slow life and kind of finding that home in yourself and taking a breath. Like there are sometimes just seasons or like multiple days with that are just really busy, right? That it's just like, okay, yeah. I know I'm not going to get a breath yeah. for like four days. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I've got to do this in this podcast and I've got to take my kids here and then I have to be at this place and you know, it's all this mm -hmm. stuff. And so I'll, I'll start to be like, because that I think, you know, probably similarly for you, that can drain the hell out of me. Like that can mm -hmm. be like, I will now be in bed for a week, just re just recovering. Like just like I just need a breath, and I'm like I don't, I don't want it to take me down that long. And so sometimes I'll just be walking around like feeling like okay, hurry up, we got to go, and we're late for this, and oh my god, I forgot the dog has to go out, and we got to do it. You know, we're running around, and then I try to tell myself like it sounds kind of like what you're saying. I'll say like okay, try to relax internally, like slow mm -hmm. down in internally but move fast externally. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Like keep up with what you need to do. Don't be late. Get all the kids, get everything you need to do. But like inside, try to chill. Yes. <laughs> like, this, what you're saying hard. reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me so much of my husband and I, when we are uh, on the move. So we are in, he gets so, he, he never wants to miss the plane. And I'm always a little bit like, chill you know waiting for the That's last minute I because i don't yeah. i don't really like the airport so i try to avoid it if i can and just go there last minute just so i yeah. don't have to be there too long right yeah and he wants to be there way before and so he's always rushing me like oh da, 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 da. but the, the truth is i say to him you know you whether you're saying it in a very stressful way yeah. or just hey my love let's go yeah <laughs> it's, it's the same yeah yeah. nothing same changes <laughs> mm -hmm. it's the same method message but yeah. it's the way also how you but I love that you know internally like internally how would you how could you say it in a relaxed way would would your wording be different would your tone be different would your posture be different yeah uh, and it affects all of the the things I mean I'm in my 40s now and I, I guess so are you as well yep. and so I don't know if you're, you're anything like me, but you sometimes, I sometimes wake up and you're like, Ooh, there's an ache that wasn't there before. Or, you know, you caught, you caught right now. Stiff. Yeah. yeah. And, and it happens, you know, when you, when you get to that stage. Uh, but then I think that when you are also more relaxed with internally, then you, you get less of these, these stiff, uh, tension because that gets stored in your body mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that I've had to learn the hard way you know when I used to have so much uh, pain in my body and the mm -hmm. the doctor said well you need to to relax and I said I don't know how to thanks I don't know how to relax, <laughs> <laughs> know how to relax. you know the, yeah. the, uh, and and now I realize well you know like I don't want to be doing a whole day at the spa or mm -hmm. You know, that's not my idea of relaxation. Mm. And so one simple way to do that is just like little bits. Where could you incorporate that today? You know, in how you breathe, in how you sip your tea or your coffee with how you, how you type away as well. Like just, yeah. And some things you have to eliminate as well. Like you can't mm -hmm. just cram everything and just say, oh, well, uh, as long as I relax, <laughs> yeah. everything. No, yeah. I, there, there are days when it's hectic in my life and I think, okay, this day is hectic. So I have no space, no capacity mm -hmm. for that other thing that I want to do. I have to choose. You have mm -hmm. to choose. Something has got to, to go. Otherwise yeah. you're going to go. You're the, gonna be the one who's going to be gone. Yeah. Otherwise you're the one who's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to lose yourself. <laughs> so true. Okay. <laughs> I have one, I have one final question and it's probably just yeah. like a list, but I really, I just want to know a list of places that you've lived. Oh, okay. So, oh, I defined lived, like 
as oh, a nomad, any, you mean? Uh, yes, yes, yes. In your nomad okay. lifestyle. So yeah, so Tunisia, um, Switzerland, South Africa, the Caribbeans, Mauritius, um, where else? The Balkans, uh, Albania, Greece, oh. um, Mediterranean, Malta, Gozo, small island called Gozo, which I, I never thought I would live on there, but I ended up loving it. Uh, Sicily. Yeah, and a few more that we are going to visit soon. Where is your favorite? I don't have one, really. Yeah, I love them all. I don't. Well, I think there's there's good and bad from each place. Mm. And like, you know, each place has its own culture. So I guess it's about appreciating what what is there. So when, when we are in a given place, we take all the good and we just stuff ourselves with like the good food uh, of that particular place. Mm. And then that helps us to, so in, in all, yeah, so we, we love, we find something to love about every place we've been at, mm-hmm. even though there are also really bad, um, like not bad stuff, but cons, you know, cons of living, pros and cons to living in one place mm-hmm. versus another. Um, but yeah, it's something mentally that I have to do because otherwise. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Mm. Oh, well, thank you, B. You're welcome. It was awesome. And it's, yeah, it was fun chatting with you today and sharing about my favorite topics. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is going to be really helpful. Like even if people aren't nomads, there were just so many, so many wonderful things just about slowing down so that we can be present for the times we have to speed up. Yeah. 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 I hope so. I hope they are, they're useful and that, yeah, that more people are going to start incorporating them in their days. Yeah. And how can people get in touch with you? So I'm most likely to be found on Instagram, my Instagram story. So it's at B, B-E-A, and then slash Mongar. Um, and then otherwise my website, which is bmongar as well. Awesome. Com. And I'll put mm-hmm. it in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks, B. Hey, girl. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast episode. <laughs> um, honestly, I would just love if you could leave me a review. If you like this episode, um, reviews are amazing. And I know that it takes time to do that for someone else. Um, but if you got anything out of this episode or my podcast in general, a review would be freaking amazing. Um, and as always, create beautifully, friend. <laughs>